You're listening to Mastering Law, the podcast. I'm Tom Goolsby, and today's episode is about finding a mentor and how it is the best hack to anything, whether it's a new practice area, access to potential clients, referrals, you name it. Finding a mentor is a way, particularly in the law, to help you succeed, help you get into areas of practice, get up with people, establish yourself in a better, quicker way than any other way I'm aware of. And why is that? Well, of course, your mentor is the person who's gone through it all. Whether you're looking for someone to help you, like I said, with a practice area, whether you're trying to just completely out of the legal area, okay, you're trying to move somewhere in society, you want to get into politics because you think it'll help your law practice, whatever it might be, even if it's golf, if it's tennis, whatever it might be, finding a mentor is a great thing to do. And most people don't know how to do it. If they do find a mentor, it's it's by happenstance. They don't focus on it. And I guess the, the biggest thing to realize about mentorships is mentoring is really a, is another form of friendship. Because trying to find a mentor who's going to help you and is not someone that really becomes a close friend and confidant over the years is just someone you're trying to, to use. And you're never going to develop the kind of relationships that you need from a mentor if you don't actually become a good friend to that person. So what do we do from the beginning? And we're going we're gonna to give you some practical things at the very end about what you need to do. But let's just talk about our thought process, okay? First, we have to take it slow. When you identify someone that you want to learn from, and I just had an email from one of the listeners about different practice areas they were thinking about getting into. They wanted to go in with an old law school classmate and start developing a new practice area and didn't quite know how to do it. Well, one of the best things that that individual listening right now can do is to start finding people in the practice area that you want to start developing an expertise in. That is, older lawyers that are successful that currently do that. Maybe you have co-counseled a case with somebody like that. Maybe you were doing some defense work and you see somebody on the other side that's a plaintiff's lawyer that you know is the best there is and you want to find out more. Well, all it takes is a follow-up note from you from the last case you worked on together, a phone call, happening to be in the area, just stopping by their office to say hello, whatever it might be. You need to take that first step, and you need to take it slowly. You need to approach modestly, unassumingly, and respectfully. Successful people like to be mentors for the most part. They really do. And let's just talk again about other areas where you might find them. What about professors that you had in law school, particularly if you're just a few years out of law school? Unlike me and folks who've been out practicing for decades, maybe you still have contact or you could develop those contacts again if you're only a couple of years or so out of law school with professors there who actually have legal expertise. Maybe they've practiced before, maybe they have a side practice, or maybe they're consulted all the time. And they can help you and put you on to somebody, even if they can't be your mentor, somebody who could. What about lawyers at the courthouse that you run into all the time? Like I just said, opposing counsel, co-counsel. Those are folks that you already know. Also, another good thing to do in any practice area you're interested in getting into 
like if you're currently doing workers' comp, you want to learn personal injury or the reverse, go to the best CLE that you can find, actually one you attend, or maybe you attend it online. And the person who teaches it, if they impress you, call them up. Send them a note about how good the seminar was, if it indeed was good. Call them up. Offer to take them out for coffee, uh, to, to dinner, whatever it might be. But again, find out a way and slowly establish a friendship, just like you do with someone that you're interested in making a friend. The same rules apply in mentorship. You've got to develop it over time. Now, it's not going to start up immediately, and the last thing that you want to do, the absolute last thing you want to do, is start taking up someone's time. Never take up more time than somebody's comfortable with. And the more you get to know them, the more time you'll spend together, the more they'll trust you. Because think about it, you know, it, we, we, do do, we do business with, with people that we know, that we like, and that we trust. Now, just getting to know somebody is one thing. Hey, I know that guy. I see him in the courthouse. But developing the friendship, developing the familiarity, liking that person, and then trusting that person, that's what you've got to develop in a mentor-mentee type relationship. But you've got to start, start the conversation to begin with. And, of course, typically that is with a compliment because why in the world would you want to be mentored by anybody that you don't respect and have plenty of compliments for. Not ridiculous compliments, not sycophantic kind of things, but things that are genuine and real. You know, if someone just beats you in a case and you're a civil defense attorney and the plaintiff's attorney just trounced you, and, and again, you weren't an idiot. I mean, they're very, very good. Following up on that, people appreciate being appreciated. And some of the best people in the world, I mean, the most skilled folks, are many times the least appreciated by their family and friends. I mean, because they're so focused on what it is they do. Having someone appreciate them is what we all like. I mean, you know, nobody ever, ever gets mad for being complimented when it's genuine and when it's deserved. So the other thing you have to do is always be willing, because this is where people really, really screw up. They, they look at somebody and say, man, I'd like to know what he knows. I'm going to do everything I can to take everything I can from that guy. Well, you're, you're acting like a thief. Nobody likes anyone who is trying to get more than they're willing to give. And again, I like people. I think one reason I've been successful as an attorney is even when I represent sometimes people who are considered quite dastardly, I'm almost always fascinated by people. And that fascination that I have with folks wherever they come from, even if they're a, a rather talented crook, I'm usually fascinated by something in their lives. And I really peg on that and really focus on it. And I find over and over again that when I can find a little sparkle somewhere in someone's life and really focus on that, they open up to me. They get to know me. I get to know them. They respect me. They like me. And likewise, I like them back. I always like to be on a good relationship with my clients. And I find that, that that plays out in other areas in my life, when I'm a lobbyist, when I'm consulting, when I'm doing any number of other things. So that's important. And always be willing, particularly in the mentor-mentee relationship, to be willing to give more than you get back. And like I said, don't be taking up people's time. Don't expect the the relationship to blossom immediately. Start it slow. 
Start with, you know, a phone call here, a visit there, coffee here, dinner there. Those kinds of things are the best way for you to, to, to start this whole process. Now, you need to make sure that when you're going through this entire process, you know, you do develop a bit of a plan. I mean, maybe you, and what's even better is if you have things that you can do to really facilitate this, such as referring a case to that person. I mean, again, going back to that defense example, maybe you have someone who calls you and they're looking for a plaintiff's attorney, but they call you as a defense attorney. You're like, no, 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 I can't. But I do know somebody who's really good. You refer them over to that attorney that you want to get to know and learn from. You follow that up with a phone call. Hey, I referred Jim Smith over to you. Did you, did you get that referral? Well, I think I did whatever. Follow that up with a phone call. Stop by, then I can assure you, you help someone else out to start a relationship. They're going to be ready, willing, and able to help you out and to start spending time with you almost always. So whatever you do, you know, when you're, particularly when you're uh, inviting people out for a meal, you're inviting them out for coffee, uh, you're particularly the, the mover of the relationship. Make sure that you attempt to in every way pay that person back in, in any way possible, whether it's paying for the coffee, paying for the meal. Never let that person pick up a check, period. The last thing, I mean, the thing I hate the most is when someone invites me out to lunch. And, and I've, I've found myself doing this over and over and over. They invite me. And I go out to lunch, and I find myself picking up the bill, and they let me. I just, you know, you need to insist that you're going to pay for it. In fact, you can even take care of it toward the end of the meal. You can get up to go to the restroom and take care of the bill so there's not even a request for it. You can say, I've already taken care of it. You don't even have to argue over it. Those things are important because I pay attention to them when I'm out with people who are trying to get my assistance and they let me pick the bill up. And I just, I have to say, I really have to admit, I actually do resent it. So nobody likes to be taken advantage of. And you have to be careful too. You know, you don't want to be taken advantage of. You don't want to try to develop a relationship with somebody and they're happy to have you send a million referrals over to their office. They're happy to have you co-counsel in a case on your own time or to work on an issue or to do something, and they never have the time of day for you. They're happy to have you work for them for free, or to go out to a meal every now and then, but they won't give anything back. And, and that's typically not the way we're made. We're made to, to have a built-in reciprocity meter, so that we do want to give back. And at the same time, always approach a situation where you really don't want anything but a friendship. And what you'll find is the mentoring will develop as you move along. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, too, also remember, you know, look for mentors outside the law. I mean, it might be in marketing, maybe in public speaking, maybe in politics. I mean, politics has been a very good thing for me, for the most part, uh, in my law practice. If you're interested in politics, for as a lawyer, it can be something that will help your practice. It also can be something that'll hurt your practice. You, you, and again, that's where talking to people who, and elected officials typically are the easiest to reach out to, particularly elected lawyers, uh, because, well, they're not, they're not 
any more easy to reach out than any other elected official, but they would be probably most helpful for you because they can explain to you how being an elected office, whichever office you're interested in, whether it's city council, county commission, state legislature, Congress, they can tell you how that will affect your practice prospects currently and in the future better than anybody else because they're doing what you might want to do. And politicians typically are willing to find time for people because they're in politics. You're a voter, okay? Make sure you're a voter before you call them because when I was in elected office, I almost always looked to see if somebody was a voter. I didn't necessarily care about their party. Sometimes I did, but I particularly cared more if they're not even registered to vote. I don't have the time for them. I mean, I just literally, if you're not, a, I, I told people that plenty of times, you're not registered to vote, I'm not spending any time with you at all. So again, if you're interested in that side of things, you want to make sure that you are actually registered to vote. Uh, a, a couple of other areas. I mean, you know, if you want to move up in society, I mean, how do you move up in society? Well, you want to make sure that you get up and develop mentors who can help you find your way in society. Same kind of thing. Finding those people, pointing them out. Also, sports, uh, it, you know, things like golf, like tennis in certain urban areas, squash. Those kinds of sports, you know, finding people who play them, who are in certain leagues, who can introduce you to people, uh, who can put you in their foursome. Those things can be wonderful for business if that's uh, your acumen. I do not typically engage in team sports like that. Uh, but if that's something that you're interested in or you're interested in golf, tennis, squash, and, and not team sports, I guess. But those types of uh, those activities where you're competing with other people, uh, if, that's, if that's the kind of thing you like to do, then yeah, you don't need to be playing if you're a lawyer uh, with you know, the, the folks who are not going to in any way be able to refer business to. If you're simply a corporate lawyer and you're out playing with folks that uh, from high school that don't have anything to do with anybody driving business into your firm, sure you can enjoy playing with them and doing some of that, but don't forget the opportunities you might be passing up. Joining a good country club, those kind of things typically can be good for business. And again, before you even do that, finding a person who's a member, finding an older attorney who is in that set and asking them about it and finding out if it was really worth the investment. Again, this is the real shortcut and the hack to success. Now, the next thing we have is, um, you know, the, the key is to analyze your deficient areas. You know, that's what you've got to do. Figure out the areas where you need to grow and then look to create friends who can be mentors in those areas. And like I said, friendships and mentorships are not one-way streets, at least not for very long you got to work hard to give back. I remember becoming friends, good friends with a fella who I got to know, and he just kept following up with me on a, on, in, in a myriad of ways. You know, I, I, I met him one time, and then he stopped by the office just to say hello. He heard that I, would, I, I, I like some kind of, I don't remember what it was, chocolate or something like that. Next thing I know, you know, he had been like to the city where they made it, and he, he brought back a box of it said, hey, by the way, I was there, you know, boom. Then the next thing I know, I'd started running for office. He volunteered to drive me uh, to some events, which was outstanding. Uh, I, I was doing some surfing, 
and he asked if he could come along. I mean, all of a sudden, I made a, a friend that was giving many, many things to me, and he entered, ended up introducing me, actually, to his cousin, who I ended up marrying later. Uh, that, was a, that was a wonderful gift. Uh, it's a gift that keeps giving. But the interesting thing about it is he really invested in our friendship. He actually gave, at the beginning of the friendship, so much more that at some point, I mean, I did feel obliged to, you know, return phone calls, to hang out, to do various things that were fun. I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't asking for anything. He was just giving, giving, giving. And then at, at a later point, I was able to help him out with some legal advice and some referrals to other people. I mean, a number of things. So the thing to keep in mind is that law of reciprocity. Uh, does does pay back. And I never felt like I was taken advantage of. You know, when you meet somebody and they always feel like they're, they're looking for something, they're not genuine, well, that smells and people tend to, tend to stay away from that. But that law of reciprocity does work. It works. It may take time, but it almost always works. Now, typically, the mentor's experience is going to be worth whatever your investment is in that relationship. It, I mean, think about it. They've done what you want to do. They know the hacks. They can share those with you. But in order to get those, you're going to need to develop a relationship. And you want to. I mean, there's no, I, I'm not here, and I'm, I'm being very careful, I'm not here trying to teach how to take advantage of somebody and mine their brain. I'm talking about life. And you can develop relationships with a myriad of people. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to develop re relationships with criminals. I'd rather develop relationships with good people. And when I get to think about the good people, why would I not want to develop relationships with good people who are masters in their area, who I can help in any way I can figure out to help, if it's just friendship and appreciation and admiration and figuring out other ways to, to, to give back, but at the same time, I can get the benefits of their insight, their wisdom, their knowledge. I mean, that's just a win all the way around. Now, here's your action item. I want you to make a list in the next two days. I want you to set aside on your calendar 15 minutes. Just do it as soon as you finish this podcast. I want you to put, or even stop it right now, put 15 minutes on your calendar, put it on there to develop list of areas you need or want to improve. Then, when you sit down in that meeting with yourself, this is what I want you to do. I want you to begin listing the names of the people that you currently know who can help you in that area. Maybe it is golf. Maybe you think golf would be great for your practice. You know, maybe it's uh, someone that you know in your own firm that you want to take 15 minutes of their time, you invite them out to coffee, take them to lunch, and ask them about the club they're a member of. Ask them about, you know, the golf pro they'd recommend, whatever it might be. Maybe it's politics. Maybe you call your locally elected representative or state senator, whatever it might be, or county commissioner. Tell them your interest. You would not believe how hard it is to typically get, quali well, it is to get quality people to run for just about any office. And the minute folks meet someone who seems genuine and interested and, you know, politicians always need help on their campaigns. And I can tell you that that is the best way. What can I do to help you? And if you can write a check, that is fabulous. And then if you can volunteer, you can drive them. 
You can put signs up. There are a myriad of things you can do in politics if that's where you want to go. If it's marketing, okay, there are plenty of people who sell their marketing expertise. And you can sure set up an appointment. You can take them out to lunch. You can get to know them better than maybe sitting in your office pitching you on television commercials or billboards or whatever else. If it's somebody who you know is just an expert and they have done so much for other people, or ask around and find that person, then you want to develop a relationship with them because you want to know not only their expertise in just selling ads, you want to know more about what's really in their mind and what really works, if that's where you want to go. And again, maybe it's a certain practice area in the law. I gave those examples earlier. But you want to make that list. And then, after you have that list, you want to pick one of those people, just one. And you want to set yourself a goal in the next week to do something to move that relationship forward. And then, every week, you want to do something else. Maybe at first it's to write a card thanking them for the case you worked on with them, whatever. Maybe next it's making a call. Maybe you're making a referral to them. Next, you want to invite them out for coffee or lunch. Maybe you see them at the courthouse. Hey, man, do you have time today to grab a cup of coffee after you get out of court? I'm going to be here till about 3 or so. You know, okay, well, time after that, I'm going to be around. Yeah, what about, how about we uh, grab a cup down the street at uh, 315? That sounds great. You be there early. Bring your journal, be writing. Do, you know, your computer, be working. When they come in, greet them, buy them a cup of coffee, sit there and just shoot the breeze. Don't take up too much of their time. When they're done talking, let them talk mostly. Get to know them. Probe. Again, not deeply. Just find out what they're interested in. Ask them. People will tell you. And pay attention to them. You don't have to sit there and explain yourself. If they want to know more about you, they'll ask. Most of the time, people's favorite, favorite subject is them and they particularly like talking about themselves. Now, lastly, after you've done all this, you need to commit yourself to following up on that relationship. At some point, familiarity will develop, and you will literally become friends. And then it's a whole nother type of relationship that you've developed. And maybe the person that you're talking to, maybe you're in your 20s, they're in their 60s, and I'm telling you, the older they are, probably the more experience they have, the more they can help you, the more people they know. And a lot of times, the older they are, many, many times, the, 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 the more lonely are, they are, the less people they might even be in contact with. You would, you would be so amazed at how lonely it is at the top. And you, as a go-getter, whether you're in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, maybe you're an older professional wanting to hone those skills and you're ready to really generate that income because most lawyers, their number one generating years started about 50. So if you're my age, you're 54, 55, uh, or you're 25 and just gotten out of law school, whatever it is, you've got to focus. You've got to focus on finding the mentors that can help you. And sometimes they could be younger people than you. Whatever it is, you want to find them you want to build that relationship. And just remember that fortune does favor the brave, but it also favors even more the persistent. And that's what you've got to do. Dedicate yourself to developing over the next two months one mentor. Follow these rules. Keep up with it. Make yourself do something on a weekly basis. And if not more, if you don't have even more opportunities, 
and develop that mentorship. And once you've started developing that one, start on the second one. Start on the third one. But again, you will find the best hacks for success are going to be great mentors. Why in the world would you reinvent the wheel when somebody's standing there with a wheel in hand that they will share with you when you develop the relationship with them? That is it for this episode of Mastering Law. Sure appreciate you joining us. Please let us hear from you. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can go to our website. We're always happy to uh, take suggestions, to answer questions, to help you in any way possible. We do some consulting, uh, very limited, based upon folks that we're interested in and interested in helping, but please feel free to contact us. And it's just so wonderful to have you listening. I hope you're enjoying your law practices as much as I'm enjoying mine. God bless. Take care from MasteringLaw.com.